This podcast contains profanity and explicit material from the outset, which may not be suitable for children or sensitive adults. The views expressed are made in humour and are not designed to offend. Now, now sit, sit back, back and, and enjoy. I need silence, please. All right, thank you. <laughs> right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 15 of the Three Little Pigs podcast. <laughs> so myself and the boys are here again to drown our sorrows and chat about the things that Dave has researched heavily for which me and Chris will present and haven't done any work at all. <laughs> today's episode takes us (laughs) on an exotic adventure to to the eastern lands more specifically japan to talk to you about the fascinating and emotional topic of the aokihara but before we begin community roundup time Uh, (laughs) Uh, gentlemen uh, a lot of things have changed recently um we're into the new year um obviously certainly not they me have Um, they really well, for me, they have. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, sorry. I so, um, yeah, it's always about you, isn't it? You never think of others. Always. Um. So yeah, I uh I bought uh or myself and Claire bought our first maison, and oh. uh, we moved in over Christmas. So we've been very busy doing that and hosting people. So we haven't really Yay. had much time for anything. Yeah. Um, it's uh yeah, it's a nice place. I have a splashy splashy pool. You do. And, uh, Yes. Um, unfortunately, we live in, in kind of uh, like a, a bushfire prone area, which brings me to the next topic. Unfortunately, mm. just now there's a really big um, bushfire happening in, in our state. And, and very sadly, 80 homes have been lost approximately. And so just, yeah, big shout out to the, the firefighters, the mm. firefighter men and the firefighter ladies. They're doing an excellent job and uh, keeping us safe and protecting houses God, and stuff. So, yeah. Goddamn superheroes. Salute. Sal- Salute our firefighters. It's actually yeah. quite sad because I'm I'm part of like a um the community uh like the local community Facebook page for like my area, and someone just put a thing on there that like they had a family of five lose absolutely everything to yeah. the point where they're asking for if anyone can donate underwear. You know, oh, like that's yeah. that's that's how badly that family were affected. So yeah, you know, yeah. wish everybody the best and stay safe to all our, our, our firefighters, the firefighter officers. Um, yes. Hoping that it will go okay. The weather's really laid off tonight. It's quite cold, and hopefully they can get on top of it. Yeah, and it's meant to be raining on the weekend, but the only problem is um, because we didn't need just the fires. We've now also got a tropical cyclone up north, which is pushing the ship weather down to and fueling the fire off with the winds that are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yes, come to Australia, where every, where even the weather can kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And hate your guts. Yeah. Yeah. And what? It hates your guts. The animals hate us. Oh, it hates your guts. So I thought you said something else there. Um, and also, also we are the WA where we stay um, has been COVID free for ten months, mm. and then one mm. guy got COVID, and the uh, the government, and quite rightly so, the state government decided to lock us down for five days. Mm. So we're in lockdown yeah. until mm. tomorrow until tomorrow night at six o'clock because that's when COVID is going to go Stop. away. 
Yeah, it, we'll see. Precisely, precisely tomorrow at six. Uh, yeah, they've just released and, uh, all the latest uh, bits and pieces for it too. So um, if uh, we have to wear masks until the fourteenth of February, um, if oh, it, do uh, we? Yeah. If it, oh, um, okay. Well, that's good because we just we just got our masks in the post today that we ordered online, and it's quite nice because uh, we j- we paid like twenty bucks for them, and I've only well, I've not been able to wear it yet, so that's fair enough. There you go. You have a week of using it before it's chucked in the cupboard. No, so we've got to wear masks until the fourteenth. Yeah, fourteenth of. Uh, and then, and then, <laughs> and then you're allowed to take them off and kiss everybody because it's Valentine's Day. Exactly right. Wow. And my and wow. my son's birthday. So. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, I've got to. Sh- I've got to share something with you guys on that topic. Well, I don't remember. Well, um, Dave's Dave's son's birthday or, or Valentine's Day. No, about the whole mask thing. No, I'll send it to oh, you. Okay. Guys. Okay. Um. Uh, but yeah, no doubt it'll probably end up being longer because uh well it's been like what six days now since they detected the first case or whatever yeah yeah and then um, they didn't like they so, tested all all that because that guy like he he lived like with people so they t- like the test and all <clears> them <throat> and stuff but like you know that it's possible that someone else has been infected yeah yeah, yeah. so they in theory they shouldn't be popping up until around now ish but if it yeah. was a if there was a positive case it'll probably yeah, maybe that's why around. maybe that's why they've got the, the mask precaution <clears throat> yeah yeah <clears throat> but, you know t- in fairness yeah. oh no sorry when you go so he went on a tour of perth as well when he was coughing and spluttering so that didn't help oh either, yeah so he went on a disease tour of perth which was um always a good look yeah, I don't feel so. Well, I don't I'm going to go to all these places and sneeze on the vegetables. Yeah, I don't know if that was before or after he was sick. I don't really know the clarity on that one. He apparently got sick and then went yeah. for a bit of a wander. Oh really? Yeah, Silly I boy. thought it was before he got sick. Because yeah, he was an Uber driver Silly as well, boy. so he uh, was driving around all over the place whilst an Uber driver and sick. Oh, oh dear. I thought they said he wasn't initially during that. No, they they did not. Yeah, yeah, they said they said he was, but was it was did um did Big Marky Boy not say something like that they confirmed he hadn't done any any? Oh, that's not safe for family, Dave. Yeah, thanks, mate. I just saw... <laughs> sorry, oh. sorry. Oh, what is it? Oh, I should on. have given you a precursor. <laughs> thanks, mate. Ah, sorry. It's <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> Day because <laughs> you were it's, talking about kissing with the mask. It's it's. Yeah. It's a lady doing kisses on a doodle. <laughs> um, but she's wearing an appropriate PPE. She is wearing the correct... She should be, be wearing goggles as well then. Well, porn, yeah. porn protection equipment. Um, <laughs> just a big splash guard. <coughs> oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in fairness, uh, I think... No, uh, that'd, be, uh, that'd be guzu when we're talking about guzu. No, that, no, that just means goose. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in fairness, like our states handled it pretty well, and I think the general consensus, certainly, well, certainly for me, is like we're not too bothered by going into a lockdown because we've been like doing everything the, uh, the rest of the world can't for the last ten months. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you got these people so complaining think, about yeah, wearing a mask, and like the guys, I like, got family in eastern states and like, in Melbourne, in particular, and they're like, we've been wearing masks for the last seven months fucking get over it it's not like it's yeah that much five days so yeah mm. yeah no that's i could put up with that you know it's uh is is what it is it's just uh if we all do our bit and suck it up and get on with it mm. yep so, just like that picture was 
Um, yeah. just, just like uh-huh. the picture of the lady doing doodle kisses. Um, yeah, so as as well, boys, I uh, I got a new graphics card for my PC. As you hey. as, as the boys know, I uh, I upgraded to the uh, the GeForce RTX 2060. Super, super, ah, super. Um, it's the the eight gig version, so it gives me a lot more. Um, and it because uh, I also got Cyberpunk um, 2077 uh, mm. when it came out, and it's uh it's you bastard. I literally I, I've played it once. Like as in not once through, as in just I played it one time, mm. um, because we obviously moved and stuff. Um, but it's been it's been run it ran really well. Uh, but yeah, that was a bit of a, a fuck up for the uh, for the yeah. company because the uh, yeah it just it was a console killer. You know the same as when No Man's Sky first came out. It was just killing consoles. Yeah, and it yeah. did it did not deliver. Uh, Goose, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it seems to be the way with AAA titles these days. There's a big rush to get them out when they're not finished. But in fairness to the companies and the corporations and whatever, the publishers, developers, all that, whatever you want to call it, um, games are on a much larger scale now as far as graphics and size and processing and, and coding and all that sort of stuff. The the capability of the, the hardware um it's a lot more complex than it used to be. So what you know, what you consider AAA titles these days are, I don't know, massively times bigger than what you were looking at even five, ten years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's very ambitious. Um, so it's it's kind of a double edged sword. You want a game that's very high quality and polished very well, but at the same time, you're not. Yeah, there's a rush to get stuff out, and then. Yeah, just the sheer size of it, the sheer work that goes into them is you're bound to run into bugs and hiccups. And I, I, I think they should never have released it on PS4 or oh, sorry, the last gen consoles. They should never have released it on there. We yeah, all, that, I mean, that, yeah, definitely. That was just a massive mistake because we all knew that that, yeah, that it just wasn't going to work the, the, with the graphics and the size that they were claiming. And we all, well, you know, if you're a gamer, you know that, um, CD Projekt Red doesn't do their worlds in half measures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at The Witcher 3 and stuff like that. Like, they're just massive, massive. But again, that game was very, like, pretty old by today's standards. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. anyway. I, I think it's just, it, it is a shame that, you know, because the, the majority of console players just now are still using the last gen consoles purely because. Well, yeah. a of all the fucking console scalpers who yeah. they should be a, they should they should be a yearly fuckwits because they've they've ruined it for a lot of people a lot of good hardworking people just to make a bit of buck and yeah. um you know they ruined just... it for those people but unfortunately it's the way it goes mm. call but... me a cynic call me critical but that's mm. just fucking people these days man this is yeah. people are just like that and it just it's just accepted or i don't know like ticket scalpers have been doing it for a long time but yeah yeah that's it when you st- when you start moving over like you know over to stuff like that it's just fuck it's just pathetic it's like, yeah. i haven't I, I haven't got one because i've never been i don't pre-order stuff i don't no i don't, no. I, I just like buying stuff off the shelves that's just how yeah. i roll yeah. so and like i haven't got one yet and I'm and just I don't I don't know. Would you know when the next wave's coming out or when did when they not say it was like something like March or some yeah, stupid March. shit? Like and, that. I, end of March, yeah, mid March is what I heard for the roll. And, and that's still pre orders though. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, like like for me as well, like I'm just gonna let it calm down. Like Yeah, you know, me too. Like, like I can I can play the latest games on my PC. 
I can't so remember. you know at least I've got that good. However, we've been playing a shitload of games on the PS4 anyway, haven't we, Goose? Yeah, we have. And this game that in particular is like, well, it's two years old. I didn't even realize. The only reason I picked it up is because it's on sale. And it's full so. of it's the graphics aren't like incredible and it's full nah, of bugs. It, it's but it's the mo- it's the most fun ever. It's it's super <laughs> fun. Yeah. See, I have to sit here because I'm an Xbox loser, so I don't get, get to play your PS PS4 games. Yeah. So yeah. And I've even got my own private server, Dave. So you could have, uh, you could have come in, could have had fun, could have learned. Yeah. You know. Can I play it on the PC and cross, or is it just PS4? To nah, PS4? It's, nah. It's, yeah, it's not cross play. Because that's that's what I would have done. I would have I would have PC'd it and then having cross played that way. Stepping into the realm of, um, you know, this is the first time I've I rented a server. Basically, um, it's done through G Portal. I never had any pre-existing opinions on them one way or another, but um, it was real easy, like yeah. real easy to set up, real easy to buy, um, user-friendly. I haven't been spammed with emails from them about advertising or asking for more money or anything like that. Yeah, uh, what, It's only like it? 18, 18 bucks a month. Oh, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and that's and I mean, now there's like, there's me, there's me, Jay, um, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, Miyagi yeah. Mr. Miyagi. Um, and and two others as well. Topical, so. uh, yeah. Stagman's on with us and uh, Surfer as well. Mm. So those those guys, uh, we've all been on. We've not all been on together yet, but that will be coming. Yeah. Um, oh, but it's Conan Exiles we've been playing. Yeah, we did. You probably say that. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're talking yeah, about this really true. good game. Is like, uh, what game are they playing? The it's kind of like I guess it's similar to World of Warcraft in ways, but it's not so linear. In in World of Warcraft, you could you couldn't go to certain areas of the maps or the dungeons or whatever you want to call them, unless you're a certain level, this just lets you go wherever you want straight away. And if you, you die, you die. It's um, yeah. I, I found that, you know, like a lot of games, like, like um, scum was the same when it first, well, it still is the same really. They only fairly recently offered like a, an AI based um, like introduction. When you first create like spawn in, there's like a very basic thing that tells you, at least how to get like your first like um improvised backpack so you can at least carry items but that's you know that's taking yeah. some time but it's just yeah conan's like it's very very unforgiving yeah it's like yeah. and i i like games that don't hold your hand um like yeah. a massive yeah. massive fan of the dark Souls series um that's from software and yeah just massive fan of games that don't hold your hand and yeah this 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 game is savage it's and there's full yeah. frontal nudity Oh yeah, yeah. Nudity. You can get the doodles out for the boys. The doodles and the boobies and the vaginas. So Any butts? It's all there. Yeah. So it's um, but yeah, it's basically a survival game. Um, building a lot of base building. Shit, um, and base. then and then there's heaps of hidden questing and stuff like that. If if you like us and you have that kind of OCD mentality, stroke, we just love to grind and farm things. Like we yeah. hoard, like if like if we had enough money to hoard real life items, we would, but we don't. Yeah. So so what we do is we do it in games. Yeah, that's right. We you, you know, punch the trees to get the wood. That's you punch it. the trees. You punch the rocks. You get you get you get this <laughs> thing, and you you put them in the mega hoard yeah. chest, and then uh, then someone else does something with it. Yeah. So but, our friend, so, our friend that we play with Miyagi was um, he was telling us that wax on, wax off. apparently, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's very, very true and accurate to the actual law. So it's set around, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan. Yeah, like it's yeah, set actual. all around Conan the that. Barbarian. 
Yeah, well, the guys that release Cyberpunk better watch out. Yeah, well, that (laughs) was that's just bad marketing and poor form. They knew, dude. So you know the controversy behind that, like how when they released it to um, critics and and journalists and all that sort of stuff, they only gave them PC versions. No one ever got to review it on console, and they were only allowed to show footage from the cutscenes. They weren't yeah. allowed to show ga- yeah. actual so, gameplay footage because all the all the streamers were open about it. Like, oh yeah, they sent me this, but um, I can only show you this footage, and I can only talk about like yeah. my experience, and then I can't give you any spoilers either. Yeah, so it was all very, but like it was running on the PS4. So the, you got the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, obviously, right? And and they released it on the original PS4, not the Pro system, and it was running at like in between i think it was averaging like 17 frames per second man i've seen some um screenshots of the original ps4 over the game and it, it looks so bad yeah like like gta 5 looks heaps better yeah you know on that it's like oh uh, yeah yeah like, they would they, they would have had to just from the sheer amount of data that their console needs to process they would have had to have downscaled it massively and it still can't do it so and, and the game's pretty bugged as well yeah you know at the best of times so yeah well stag's got it he's got a ps5 and he said it runs smooth but man there's a lot of just game breaking stuff in there yeah Yeah. well i mean like so like i say the the one time i played it for like an hour um uh i there was a there was a few very minor graphical bugs you know where like you'd you'd um oh i guess it's like you'd your, your character frame would just disappear but the weapon would be still there you know, uh, like, yeah. and then and in cutscenes, you would like it would the cutscene would happen, and you would like spawn in like a second later. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I'll you know, it's it they'll fix it, it they'll get there. But yeah, well, um, that's why I'm hoping by the time I actually pick up a PS5, I'm hoping it's yeah. well polished because I am looking forward to it. So. Yeah, and like, yeah, I think like given us like what we're like, it's like let's let them iron out all the creases first before because we'll just get annoyed. You just think you you'll feel like you've just bought like a defunct piece of shit that doesn't work. When yeah, it's well, not what... it's not the console's fault, it's the games. Yeah, yeah, the games that's, you know? that's exactly that's exactly what Stag said. The things are it's it's unstable then therefore it makes it unpleasant mm. and you feel like you've bought I'm sure I said we've mentioned this before, but um do you remember the game Medieval? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's is that not got a remake coming out? Yeah, I think it's already out. No, maybe. is it? No, it might be no, I think it might be on pre order. Maybe. Oh, nice. I can't wait. It's going to be good. I spent a lot of time on that as a kid. Yeah. yeah. It's it's nice. It was a nice little game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the new Baldur's Gate um, has went the style of the uh, the originals, like the original PC versions. Yeah. So um, the Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance, and Dark Alliance 2 were two of, like, that was, like, I spent so much time on them on the PS2. Mm. Like they were, they those games were absolutely fantastic, and it was like it was breaking for like an RPG on a console. Yeah, um, it, it was weird because they actually. Um, I remember when I uh, took in my PS2 for an Xbox 360, like I traded it, I traded in to get money off, and you know how you yeah, normally you get like a couple a couple of bucks for games. Like it was in oh, when was it? It must have been about two. Like the TV, sh- the TV shows back home, like um, you know, like like it's like Foxtel, but it's called Sky back home. Yeah, man. and like certain channels used to, it was like the first of its kind. They used to show like gaming programs, 
Mm-hmm. But okay. it was always uh, they always used to show the Legend of Mir. Mm. It's very. I don't know if you've ever played it or seen it being played, but it's I've very. Heard si- of it. it's, yeah, it's very similar to Ultima. If you Google it, you'll see. Um, it's kind of like. Uh, yeah, it's it's like Ultima, but it's more like um, uh, League, League of Legends. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, like it's kind of like that. Um, the, like that. The games that, that, that we, down. The games I used to have uh, on those game shows when I was uh, growing up was uh, literally Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> that, oh yeah, which, man! I remember that. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm sure I'm age, but Jesus Christ! But Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, no, used to, that and, was one uh, of yeah. That was one of my first ones in um, Altered Beast. Yeah, man. Like old a, school yeah, scrollers. Sega Mega Drive. I was watching yeah. a... Um, uh, it's a thing on Netflix at the moment talking about old school games. Because I like Doom. I like old school Doom. Like old school Doom and Wolfenstein 3D. And it yeah. turns out that the one Caucasian guy who was he left school at 17 and just worked for... I basically started up ID Software. Which obviously, oh wow, yeah, yeah. He, um, what he does is instead of having the consoles running the thing on the game, when you plug the game in, it had a 3D chip in the game, so that's how they ran mm. all like Star Fox and shit on Nintendo 64, uh, Super Nintendo. It was all run off yeah. chips on the game as opposed to, uh, actually the consoles, which were set like you couldn't, yeah. he used to, he used to hack Game Boys and Nintendo 64s and uh, Super Nintendos just to be able to get his game on so mm. yeah everybody knew a guy that could like chip a peer, chip a playstation and stuff in fact, you, you yeah. could buy those things yeah i had a chip one shops. yeah yeah you could actually buy the thing that done it yeah, yeah well back that, in the back in the day of those those era of consoles all they were was a translating device so yeah. like you said the game was actually on the cartridge but all the all the console did was translate it so it came out on the screen yeah um, yeah, it's like yeah. I had a, an original here, Show Magic, again, the original NES, the old uh, original Nintendo. And yeah, uh, we had, we, you should go to the video shop when video shops were around, and you should get the 101 games in one in one cartridge. So a lot of yeah. it was shit, but playing 101 games in this cartridge, some were like Mario 3, but it was just people making their own cartridges up and selling it in the... Um, yeah. in the shops it was fucking sick. well it was it was the at the time it was like that was what an emulator was or is yeah should we say you know yeah they're, they're just doing my old but... my old favorite pastime was like you know every every saturday once a week when i was a kid mom would take me to the video store down to jumbo <laughs> video yeah and um and hire a game you know what i mean yeah yeah old blockbuster we used to have blockbuster back home and yeah you could do that you'd hire a game Hey, would you like me to? Uh, you were always the coolest kid if you uh, got to hire Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal oh, Kombat three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, always um, the coolest kid. I used to work in a video shop um, back in the day, and um, here's a bit of uh, in real life story. So I remember when they released uh, DVDs, and they also released the first adult DVD, and it was Ooh. called it was called Hot Rides. And it was, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was a lot of... That's uh, the kind of film I want to watch. It was uh, ladies about enjoying... Cars. It was, actually. It was ladies yeah. enjoying the company of men uh, in front of uh, souped-up cars. It, the, there was no storyline. There was no plumber coming to visit or your stepmom stuck in a couch. But it was definitely a... Um, yeah, it was definitely a storyline. <laughs> <laughs> a bit, like, that must have been awkward, like... Well, uh, like serving people because you knew what they were getting the films for. 
Yeah, yeah of course. There was a lady every like uh hold on a second, I was gonna there was a lady who uh every Sunday, because this to work Sundays, every Sunday would hire eight uh videos for her pornograph. Um and it, sometimes it was with her, sometimes it was with uh, her, her and her partner. But they knew. Like they would ask me whether this was any good. I'm like at the time I was sort of sixteen, seventeen. And <laughs> they're all good. Yeah. Every single one of them. Every single amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was uh, without fail. I can't remember her name, but yeah, in my old hometown, I could still see her. It could look her straight in the face. Cause I knew exa- she didn't hire anything else. She didn't hire any new releases yeah. or anything like that. She just hired yeah. uh, stuff for a pornograph. So that's that's the naughty porn lady. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it is. Surprise! It was a lady. Yeah, it was a lady, and mm. sometimes it would have the man. I can still remember a picture of his face. It was um, mental health, PS fives, and dick holes. What the fuck? Yeah. So I'm, um, yeah, I've I've got a fuck with, right. but I'll uh, have you boys got a fuck with? Uh, did you say Allah? Yeah, Allah, Allah Akbar. All right, weekly fuck with. Uh, do I go first with this, or do we do we change it up? No, man. I mean, uh, you yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, weekly fuckwits. <laughs> My um. So as 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 hold on. Did that did that come through? Did, did the noise come through? Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be disgusting. Um. Okay, we'll start again. So yeah. Um. Weekly fuckwits. Uh. As you both know, we got a new puppy. Recently, um, and uh, it t- <laughs> has, he, has he been a fuckwit? <laughs> he is my fuckwit for this week. I don't know if I sent this to you. So, um, in the in the house, we uh we set up the the main bathroom to as like we kind of puppy proofed it. Mm. So, because he's he's not he doesn't do too great in the cage, but we've got to start getting him a bit of freedom when we leave because we've got to get him used to being out the back. So, what we done is we puppy proofed the main bathroom, which mm. is fine. Yeah. Um, and we set up a camera in there so we can watch him when we're out. Obviously, we don't use it for showering and stuff. We just, um, you know, it's just for the puppy just now. But Whatever so what I did is I like <laughs> so the cap so the camera we've got in there is it's like it's a magnet mount. So what I did was I um stuck it to the wall with like gorilla tape the mount and then the camera's on it. But sometimes the gorilla tape like it just comes away over time because of the weight mm. of the the mount and the camera. So I thought oh, I'll put the bath mat in the bathtub. So if the camera falls, it'll land on that and hopefully won't crack the lens. Yeah. But what's happened was we've went out. I was at work actually and Clara went out. She took the other one to the vet actually because his he's got sore ears, the poor boy. Mm. And um he's been jumping up at the window to look outside, obviously not liking where he was. And at some stage he's obviously jumped up at the bath where the near where the taps are. Yeah. And he's hit he's hit the fucking hot tap and turned the bath on. And wow. nearly, nearly flooded the fucking bathroom. Wow. Oh, what shit. What a legend. Yep. And I will send you the picture right now in the group chat. And you can see. So Claire comes back from um, the, other, the other one of the vets. Mm. And she was going she was going to leave again and go to the shops. So she's like, oh, you know, she heard him crying and stuff. Or maybe she's like, oh, maybe go check on him. And uh, whereas I fucking shit you not, she's walked into the bathroom. And this is what she's seen, bearing in mind with the water still running. Let's check the chat. Uh, what? 
Oh, fuck. Yeah. Caught it just in time. And that's hot water as well. Holy shit. So it wasn't draining because you can see the bath mat in the bath. <laughs> so yeah. fuck. I was like, oh my God, we just moved in and I've just got visions of having a fucking... Oh, water yeah. damage everywhere. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. So yeah. Our new dog, Remus, he is my fuckwit of the week. He ran in a bath when we were out and nearly flooded the house. <laughs> we'll throw that picture up on the um, yeah social pages so you can see what we're talking about. But oh yeah, do it in the fo- do it in the four thing. You know that four thing you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah do it in that. It's yep. like what the fuck? Is a bathroom. <laughs> what is a bathroom? Random water bathroom? Yeah. Ooh, was there a murder in there? <laughs> like, yes, like... there was a murder. It's so clean. Mm. <laughs> Wet bandits have struck again. <laughs> yeah. Home Alone reference, nice. 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 Right, what you got for us, Goose? All right, so uh, my uh, my fuckwit of the week comes very like close to home. Don't worry, it's no one in my family, so it's all good. Mm. Um, so we, me and the missus have been like trying to, we we arranging rearranging the like lounge room, and you know you know as you do every now and again. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. We had this big ass TV unit. It's like massively heavy, and we wanted to get rid of it. So we managed to get outside. Now this is like eleven thirty at night because it's just just what time we did it. Mm. Anyway, so we managed to finally get it out the front, and um, we wake up at well, it was like seven thirty eight a.m. the next morning. Fucking gone. Like it wasn't a bad unit, but like not worth the hassle of selling it. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. Um. But yeah, 11.30 at night, 7.30 a.m. the next morning, gone. Like, what the fuck is that about? Mm-hmm. And we like figured, oh, yeah, well, you know, that's some people do that and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we went into this whole lockdown thing, right? We, you know, or whatever. And I get a knock at the door, like, during the whole lockdown thing. And I'm like, this better be fucking good. Like, honestly, if it's not good, it's going to piss me off. Yeah. Um. And it turns out it was my neighbor from across the road. And she was like, oh, I just wanted to make sure it was okay that we took that TV unit. You were throwing it out, right? And I'm like, you're knocking on my door for this? Like, clearly it was out the front. Like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, watching my house at all hours of the night, whatever the <laughs> fuck you're doing. And then B, why are you knocking on my door during a knock? Like, to be fair, she was wearing a mask and all this sort of stuff. But it's yeah. like, I don't need to know. I don't care. I fucking threw it out for a reason. Y'all mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mean. Fuck, y'all mean? Like, yeah, fucking, yeah, mean. Yeah. Anyway, so that's to me. She's just a bit of fuck. Fuck with. <laughs> just, just like, general neighbor nonsense. Yeah, just general neighbor nonsense. They're nice enough people, and you know, normally I don't, I don't interact with my neighbors too much, but um, mm. yeah. But the interaction made her seem like a complete nut of fuckwit, which is um, yeah, it's great. It's like, why, why are you bothering? Like. Just leave me alone. <laughs> but Stop I do, I, I get it. Like, see if she'd knocked your door in the morning when they took it, just to say, look, are you chucking this out? Can I take it? I understand. Yeah. But not after the fact. Yeah, this is like a, this was a day or, it was like a day or two later. I'm like, I don't care where it's gone. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, it, anyway. fucking, it fucking is all right now, then, because it's gone. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hope it's all right that I took it. It was like, well, you've already got it and given it to yeah. someone. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, I, yeah, anyway. I honestly thought you were going to turn and say it. She fucking sold it online. <laughs> well, she could have. It wasn't in bad condition. 
That yeah. would have been funny. I would have laughed at that. So there you go. There you go. Your neighbor wow. steals your furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, it's like how just such a short turnaround. It's like, why? Anyway. <laughs> but she's but she's we saw them moving five years ago we saw them with that tv cabinet and i just had to have it <laughs> it's my yeah, tv yeah. cabinet yeah i knew yeah. i knew they would throw it out at some stage because he was really pissed off taking it into the house and putting it together i remember hearing <laughs> the argument yep Stephen, waiting this whole time oh Stephen, they've, they've thrown out the tv unit <laughs> <laughs> well lads my fuck quit. I went international with mine. I, 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 as I said, I'm on annual leave at the moment, so all my life consists of lockdown and uh, random internet. And I managed to find a gentleman called Dr. Andreas Niederbichler from Germany. And he. Niederbichler? Uh, Niederbichler. Yeah. Dr. Andreas David Niederbichler, aged 45. Um, he is a. <laughs> He's the top doctor from Germany. He's been jailed for causing the death to his lover after he secretly sprinkled cocaine on his genitals, leading her to suffer from a fatal overdose. Why uh, would you do it secretly? How, how much? Wait, okay, right, go again. Say that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, a top doctor in Germany has been jailed for causing the death of, death of his lover after he secretly sprinkled cocaine on his genitals leading her to suffer a fatal overdose we don't laugh because it's but it's more of the fact of the secretly sprinkled cocaine so are we talking a line here or are we talking half a kilo on his well, i was sack? yeah i was not sure i was gonna say because like think about it this way like i don't know what the uh i don't i don't know drugs right but if it's described as a sprinkle in any kind of granular mm. substance mm. to me that's not a lot yeah. So therefore, to me, that was like not a lot of cocaine. So how has she died of a not a lot of cocaine overdose? I'd be curious to know that too. I'm not sure. Yeah. So he's been jailed for nine years for aggravated uh, rape, aggravated rape and bodily harm leading to the death of, after making his blonde lover identified only as Yvonne M. That sounds like a completely German name, Yvonne, um, age 38, from taking cocaine by putting it on his private parts. Um she was not his only victim, though, as the court of Mardenburg, not Nuremberg, like the other one was, in the German state uh, of Saxony, heard that Dr. Niederbuchler put cocaine on his foreskin before having vaginal, anal, and oral sex with three other women between September 2015 and 2018. Wow. Yeah. So he would put secretly put cocaine... This guy must have had, like kilos of coke he had secretly put cocaine and glasses of champagne well, and he was, lipstick he was a in doctor there. right he was yeah yeah that's yeah um he was uh, in the, and also in their toothpaste their lipstick and wow. toothpaste he was compared to the 50 shades character christian gray i'll show you a picture of him he's a complete so was he, so was he like essentially poisoning them or were they on board with this like what? um well apparently the sex was consensual but uh, the, the cocaine wasn't the cocaine yeah, wasn't so this the is cocaine, what yeah. so this is what this uh, guy look where's he gone there he is this is doctor I'll put it on the group chat I'll put it again this is going on the other one but um, prosecutors say he was compared to the Fifty Shades character um, David Christian Gray and been working as a head physician in the plastic aesthetic and hand surgery unit he met her via a white uh, a dating site and heard that whilst the sex was consensual the oral sex where she ended up with the cocaine in her mouth was not um 
After partaking in the sex act, she became short of breath and soon collapsed, and the autopsy relieves that she was died of overdose. She must have been bathing in the shit. Um, now, Anita that's Bar- a lot of penis cocaine. That's a lot of penis cocaine. <laughs> There's penis the episode cocaine. title. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anita Bickler was now being sued by Yvonne's widowed husband and son, who were looking for compensation. Where is the money for my wife's not dick funeral? Um, as well as trying to force the top doctor to pay funeral costs. He's got nine years in jail. Um, mm. But breaking the silence to the local newspaper, the doctor claimed Yvonne was a willing participant in the act that saw him jailed. And this is what he said. I'm going to put it well, in fact. That's kind of like, okay, yeah, carry on. Yeah. Yes, they were drugs, but I didn't give them any drugs without letting them know about it. I was looking for a kick, and they were taking part as well. I want to prove that it wasn't a criminal act that resulted in the tragic death of Yvonne. So apparently she was an experienced cocaine user and was looking for a lawyer to have the, uh, and he was looking for the, uh, to looking for, he was looking for a lawyer to have the verdict overturned. So it looks like they've gone into a bit of a, a sexy cocaine game um, and she died as a result of having too much of the uh, nose beers. So. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I don't, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, how do you, to have that much cocaine to overdose, like you would probably a lot know of about it. Like, yeah, it's a lot. And that's of and that's the thing as well. Like as a as a first time cocaine user, I'm assuming her tolerance level would be very, very, very low. Mm. But also, yeah. as a as a veteran and experienced cocaine user, I would assume her tolerance level would be very, very, very high. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is why I would query how much the uh, the the quantity of a sprinkle is. I'm assuming it's almost yeah. like uh, a, a half cup. Um, <laughs> he, just, he just got the sieve out in a half cup measurement, yeah. and he was just like, like he was dusting a like he was dusting a Victoria sponge cake. Yeah, exactly right. He was, um, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it was. He was treating his testicles like a uh, a freshly baked flan, um, but it was <laughs> it's flan, flan, it's flan. flan, it's flan. The, the flan did not rise. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a, a, a as I said, a, a very uh, different topic um, mm. for you all. We're kind of we're kind of all like going to present the one thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and something different. Yes, and I think techni- technically, for me and Goose, we have to uh, give credit to Dave because he's the one that done all the research for this one. Yeah, so, and I don't know where his sources are from. It's the internet somewhere. So let's yeah. thank the internet. Thank, thank you, this internet. <laughs> thank you, internet. Just like we do every night before bed, we pray to the internet gods for providing us hours and hours of entertainment. As I said earlier, today's episode takes us on an exotic adventure to the eastern lands, more specifically Japan, to talk to you about the fascinating and emotional topic of the Aoyokihara. So the Aoyokihara, also known as the Sea of Trees, is a forest on the northwestern flank of Japan's Mount Fuji, thriving on 30 square kilometers of hardened lava laid down by the last major eruption of Mount Fuji in 864 CE. And for mm. those of you that don't that don't know your history and years, CE, I do believe, stands for Common Era. Well, yeah. there you go. No, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. So, so you know how you, you know how they have years like oh yeah, ten thousand AD. Yeah. Mm. So have they gotten rid of that? 
No, I think that's just the reference that's been used for. Uh, so pretty much how how it's so it, so obviously like oh yeah, three thousand AD would be um, AD stands for Anno Domini, mm-hmm. which some some argue it's um, it was like it 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 started at like three thousand or it started at whatever, and then they counted down to zero AD, mm-hmm. and then it became then it became um, BCE, mm-hmm. but that like some people argued that. BC or BCE stands for before Christ. Yes. Or but then the other thing is before common era. So uh, yeah, there, there you, you go. go. So it, it AD finished and, and uh, CE started. Oh. Um, but then there's other arguments about it. That's when they started actually recording the years and stuff. And then the Romans invented the calendar or something like that. Well, uh, there you go. It was yeah, yeah. Julius Caesar did he? Was it not him that invented the the Julian calendar? Actually, yeah. Yeah, the Julian calendar. So, and the month yeah. of July, which was based off his name, and Augustus Caesar, which was August. There you go. Enjoy. Ah, there you, yeah. there you well, go. There you go. Enjoy. Yeah. Calend- calendar history, the most exciting topic in the world. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so the western edge of the Yokohara, um, where there are several caves that fill with ice in winter, is a popular destination for tourists and school trips. However, parts of the Yokohara are very dense, and the porous lava absorbs sound able to provide visitors with a sense of solitude. And uh, before I continue, uh, or before we continue, I should say, we do apologize for our pronunciation of some of the uh, the literal names because we're probably going to get it wrong. But we'll try. Mm-hmm. We'll try. So we do apologize. Oh, we'll advance. try. In advance. In advance. <laughs> yeah. So the forest has a historical reputation as a home to the Yuri, or Yuri, mm-hmm. which uh, translates to the ghosts of the dead in Japanese mythology. Now, in recent years, the Ayokihara has become known as the Suicide Forest, one of the most, sorry, one of the world's most used suicide sites. The signs at the head of some of the trails urge suicidal visitors to think of their families and contact a suicide prevention association, such as Headspace. Yeah. One three one 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 four. Oh no, that's that's no, that's not Headspace. That's Lifeline. Yeah, it's Lifeline. One three one 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 four. Either way, call them. They can connect you to. Yeah, you can yeah to to the people you need to speak to. Um, so, the forest floor mostly consists of volcanic rock, which can be difficult to penetrate with hand tools. <laughs> Since the forest is very dense, in recent years... <laughs> what? It's such a random Why thing. is this in here? Why? It's a, yeah, it's a random yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah, so if you, if you planned on opening a coffee shop, think again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stop. Gonna need some of that star metal pickaxe. Yeah, to get you can't it. use hot. You can't. You can't use hand tools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, right. Okay. I'm gonna start that bit again. Anyway. So the forest floor mostly consists of volcanic rock. Now, since the forest is very dense, in recent years, hikers and tourists trekking through the Aokihara have begun to use plastic tape to mark the paths to avoid getting lost. The designated trails lead to several tourist attractions, such as the Narusawa Ice Cave, the uh-huh. Fugaku Wind Cave, and the Lake Saibat Cave, which are the three larger lava caves uh, near Mount Fuji. Now, are the they ice bats cave... that carry size around? That'd be cool. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. Ninja bats. Ninja bats. <laughs> um, with, with the ice cave um, of Narusawa being frozen year-round. Ooh. Ooh. Now, the Yokohara has been falsely portrayed as a place where navigational compasses go haywire. Oh, kind of like the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. Mm. 
Needles of magnetic compasses will move if placed directly on the lava, aligning with the rock's natural magnetism, which varies in ion content and strength by location. However, yeah. a compass behaves as expected when held at normal height. There you go. So, so don't try to navigate the forest while crawling along the floor. Yes, that would be okay. silly. That would oh, be silly. Here's, a, here's a fun fact. The, the Japanese Ground Self-Defense Force has conducted its ranger courses, including navigation training in the forest since 1956. Ooh, oh. That's going to be tricky. Fun mm -hmm. fact for those playing at home, for Japanese Ground Defense Bingo, that should be crossed off the top one. Well done. Oh, man, that's like, that's like deep pub quiz knowledge. Mm, mm, that should be in the podcast pub quiz. There you go. Episode coming soon. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So, Iokihara is sometimes referred to as the most popular site for suicide in Japan. In 2003, 105 bodies were found in the forest, exceeding the previous year's tally of 78 in 2002. 105. Mm-hmm. 105. They were found. Wow. In 2010, the police recorded more than 200 people having attempted suicide in the forest, of whom 54 completed the act. Huh. The suicides are said to increase during March, which is the end of the fiscal year in Japan. Uh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of social pressure on, 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 on the working population. Especially uh, Japanese businessmen. Yeah. Well, the, um, yeah, the, yeah, working, yeah. The working culture is everything over there. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was watching... Uh, thing it's like because they it doesn't matter really what you do like the the young professionals like the young people with jobs like i was watching a thing on a, a lad that worked in a casino and he wear a suit from the home from his house while he commutes to work and then work will provide him with a uniform as well you know so he could wear like most people could wear whatever you want traveling yeah. to work if you're given a work uniform but like and, and a lot of the a lot of the young you know men and women they, they actually do that they wear suits to their jobs Wow. And then they'll change clothing. So there's a very, very big working culture over there. There's some very interesting um, documentary or like kind of small documentaries on YouTube. There's a channel mm. called pa Pablo from Tokyo. If you've never watched it, it's very good. It's very addicting to watch. Uh, so yeah, watch that. You'll know what I mean. Yeah, sweet. All right, I'll do it. Jeez, so as five a minute review yeah. <laughs> of Japan. <laughs> well, that, that was yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's a bit hot. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was that was like my review of Hong Kong. It was yeah. a bit hot. The, yeah. food was, the, the food was nice. Yeah. Mm. So, as of 2011, the most common means of suicide in the forest were hanging or by drug overdose. Mm. Now, in recent years, local officials have stopped publicizing the numbers to try and decrease the Iokihara's association with suicide. The rate of suicide has led officials to place a sign at the forest's entry urging suicidal visitors to seek help and not take their own lives. One, three, one, Annual... One, four. One three one 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 four. But before we continue, the mm -hmm. lifeline for Japan is O three five seven seven four zero nine nine two. That's O three. Who the five, fuck could seven, remember seven, four, that? Zero nine nine two. I think they'd probably get pissed off with it and go, oh, I can't remember shit. I'd get anyway. halfway through it and want to kill myself anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it had to be done. Yeah, reason uh, 0391. Yeah, yeah. Fuck! No, oh, fuck this! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, where, do you know what? I wonder what would happen. Somehow, if they, if somehow they some of that's like, got to stay in. Like, like sure, somehow. Sure, well, maybe, maybe their stats of the volume of callers to the line will increase if the number wasn't so fucking hard to remember. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Maybe they, maybe they made it that way on purpose. Yeah. 
Apparently, <laughs> apparently, don't, teens, don't call. We don't care. We don't care about your shit. Apparently, their lifeline says kids, teens, and adults are welcome to call. Thank you. Uh, no old a, people and no yeah. dogs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to lead on very nicely to the next part of it. So, uh, oh yes, yes. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, annual body searches have been conducted by the police, volunteers, and journalists since 1970. Oh my god! Now, Dave, so it's like I, a yearly. It's a yearly thing that they have to do. Yeah, yeah but like, Dave, wow. I, I sent you a. I sent you a link. Uh, was it was it the Vice documentary I sent to you, Dave, about it? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. oh, yeah, right. And I believe in that one, it followed an old boy who's like this volunteer that just goes into the forest and tries and stops people from killing themselves. Yeah. And I think I think at one stage during it, he says that like they get like um local street gangs and stuff will, will flood through the forest and like search the bodies and like steal all the fucking jewelry yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And flog it. Yeah. Feral fucks. But then he was like, but the actual um, it's not very common for them to go through and actually lift bodies. Like, there could be some bodies in there for a long time before they get lifted. Yeah. Mm. So they don't regularly search, if you know what I mean. Like, it's not like a weekly occurrence. It could be every couple of months they do a sweep. Yeah. You know, like, if no one's obviously found, then... Well, you know how you mm. sent me that Vice documentary of the... Um, and he talks about the the car that had been abandoned. Well, I watched another documentary, which is called Dark Tourist, on Netflix, and the same car was still abandoned. I've been so, meaning to watch that. It's real yeah, good, that, man. yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, it's um, good. I keep going. So, the site's popularity has been attributed to, and again, apologies for the pronunciation, to Seiko Matsumoto's nineteen sixty one novel Nami no To, which translates to the Tower of Waves, which is very much like Romeo and Juliet story, but having the same tragic ending. However, the history of suicide in Aokihara predates the novel's publication. And the place has long been associated with death. Ubasuti, or Uba, is that, is that how yes, that? Yeah. Yeah. Ubasuti may have been practiced there into the 19th century, and the forest is reputably haunted uh, by the yuri of those left to die. Ubasuti, or abandoning an old woman, uh, as you mentioned, also called Ob- Obasuti, or, and sometimes uh, Oyasuti, abandoning a parent. Yeah. Is the uh, supposed rare old practice of senicide? Is that like, is that like senior killing senior citizens? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Um, in Japan, whereby um, an infirm or elderly relative was carried to a mountain or some other remote desolate place and left there to die. Wow, that's pretty savage. Uh, according to the Condensha uh, Illustrated Encyclopedia of Japan. Uh, Obasuti is the subject of legend, but uh, does not seem to ever have been a common custom. Uh, the Obasuti has left a mark on Japan or Japanese folklore where it forms the basis of many legends, poems, and koans. What's a koan? It's like a short. Is it not like, a, like a short? Yeah, is it like a, it's kind of like a poem, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But, not, yeah. but not like a rhyming poem. Like a haiku. Not like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like a story. Um, in, in one Buddhist allegory, a uh, son carries his mother up to up a mountain on his back. And uh, during the journey, she stretches her arms out, catching the twigs and scattering them in uh, in their wake so that her son will be able to find the way home. Uh, a poem commemorates the story. And I'll, I'll, I'll try and give this some feeling. In the depths of the mountains, whom was it for the aged mother snapped? One twig after another, heedless of herself, she did so, 
for the sake of her son. Ubersuri sometimes appears as a metaphor for a contemporary Japanese treatment of the elderly who are noted for above, oh, above average suicide rates. Yeah. So the suicide in Japan, uh, suicide is considered a major social issue. In 2017, the country had the seventh highest suicide rate in the OECD. Now, I don't exactly know what it stands for, but uh, at, it was at basically 14.9 per 100,000 persons. Um, and like when you consider that their population is so dense and high, mm. like that's Massive. yeah, like a lot of people. Uh, during the 1997 Asian financial crisis, rates of suicide spiked heavily, uh, increasing by 34.7% in 1998 alone and remaining relatively uh, higher thereafter. Uh, after peaking in 2003, suicide rates have been gradually declining, falling to the lowest on record since 1978 in 2019. So they're making some wow. headway. Mm. Um, That's a long time to go, though. Yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. Um, monthly suicide rates in Japan increased by 16% um, between July and October of 2020 due to a number of reasons attributed to the you know, as you can imagine, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, 70% of suicide in Japan is a male uh, and is the leading cause of death in men aged 20 to 44. That's fucking, that's mental. It's a big age bracket. No, but it's like, it's, I think the biggest thing for me is that's the leading cause of death of men. Oh yeah, that's true. Fucking hell. Well, I mean, if you look at, if you look at the age bracket though, it would, it kind of marries up. It's 24 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, well, twenty to like, forty-four. You theoretically, you should be reasonably fit and healthy. You know. Yeah, but still, of all the of all the possible things that can happen, such I mean, as I guess know, car crashes. You know, yeah. Yeah, road road yeah. toll, snap, act like workplace accidents. Accidents, yeah. Snap, um, snap, um, severe illnesses like terminal illnesses that can happen to anyone at any time. Yeah, that's you know, true. F- fuck, but you'd think the leading so. cause of yeah. death in men is yeah. twenty to forty-four. It's mental. Um. Historically, the cultural attitudes towards suicide in Japan have been described as as tolerant, probably because it's so freaking common, um, with certain types of suicide being considered honorable, uh, especially during military service. Uh, for example, uh, seppuku, seppuku, yep, seppuku, uh, was yeah. a form, uh, seppuku was a form of ritual suicide by self-disembowelment, uh, practiced mainly by samurai to avoid dishonor. Uh, such as after defeat in battle or after bringing shame upon oneself. So during the uh, World War II, the Empire of Japan regularly employed kamikaze and bonsai uh, charged suicide attacks and encouraged suicide as a preferable alternative to capture. You wonder how um, the, um, you know, you wonder how that guy teaches him. It's Billy, Billy Connolly done a joke on <laughs> um, like su- suicidal pilots, shall we say, but in this context, it would be the kamikaze pilots. Imagine going to, into that training room. Right, lads, I'm only going to show you this once. <laughs> <laughs> the samurai, uh, uh, the, the kamikaze pilots were actually given, uh, when meth was developed during World War One and World War Two. The, they were given high doses of methamphetamine before uh, plowing into the planes, plowing into the boats, the kamikaze pilots. It's like that um, that, that um, World War Two German chocolate that they gave them. Hmm. It was like meth chocolate. Mm. Yeah, it's like chocolate filled with meth, so they could keep going. Oh, now we're talking. Yep. I don't. Th- I don't think Cadbury's are going to do a special release on that <laughs> well, anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's only th- it's only thirty five bucks for half a half a kilo. 
<laughs> yeah. So the um the general attitude towards suicide has been termed tolerant, and on many occasions, suicide is seen as a morally responsible action. It's fucked. Uh, this, yeah, this cultural tolerance may stem from the historical function of suicide in the military. So in feudal Japan, honorable form of suicide, or as I mentioned, was uh, seppuku among samurai, was a Japanese warrior. Is uh, I don't know. That's the direct translation, but uh, samurai. Well, I mean, you would like to think that most people know what the samurai, who the samurai were, but hmm. they were the elite of the elite. Um, it was considered so. This was considered a justified response to failure or inevitable, inevitable defeat in battle. Uh, traditionally, seppuku involved the slashing of one, slashing open of one's stomach with a sword. Uh, the purpose of this was to release the samurai's spirit upon the enemy and thus avoid dishonorable execution and probable torture at the hand of an enemy. Uh, so today, honor suicides are also referred to as uh, harakiri, uh, which literally is translated as belly cutting. Um, cultural tolerance of suicide in Japan may also be explained by the concept of uh, ame, amai, yeah, Ame or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, Ame, Ame, yeah, that's how Ame. I would say that. Um, or the need to be dependent on and and, and accepted by others. So, uh, for the Japanese, acceptance and conformity are valued above one's individuality, uh, which I think that their culture has sort of been um, molded that way for a very long time. Mm. Like, it's you, it's, like you said. Yeah. From, from the empire of japan back from the, the samurai and stuff like that you know it's it's um, all about it's all about the greater good for everybody it's not about the individual yeah 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 uh as a role as a result of this perspective uh, one's worth is associated with how one is perceived by others um which is a bit of a catch-22 really because people you know sometimes people make their own minds up uh ultimately this can lead to fragile self-concept and an increased likelihood of considering dying by suicide when one feels alienated Damn. um yeah although although japanese cultural like culture historically permitted more tolerant views of the mortality and social acceptability of suicide the rapid growth in suicide rates since the 1990s has increased public concern about suicide and i think it's sort of become well it's always been a worldwide issue but i think it's it's more publicized now yeah, yeah than ever before. You know, but like, I yeah. think I think before it was not talked about and it was swept under the carpet. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because it's it's it is it's morbid and and it's, it's yeah. Um. So in particular, the trend of increased internet usage among adolescents and young adults, as well as the rising popularity of websites related to suicide, has raised concerns from the public, um, and the media about how to uh, how internet culture may be contributing to actually higher suicide rates, which is a bit. You know, you think with all that technology, that what they exactly are talking about. It, in theory, you should be able to reach out easier. You know what I mean? But um, I guess. But yeah, many well, other well, as, as we it. all know, the the internet culture across the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's it was actually terrible. I was gonna was gonna talk about it on uh, this one, but I'll do it on the next one. There's a, a a small kind of social subgroup that I'm going to talk about next time in Japan. Uh, Dave, mm. is it the is it the Hikimori, the Mori Hikimori? Yeah, Hiki, uh, Hiki, Hikimori. Hiki Morimoto, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, um, that was it. Yeah, and I'll I'll discuss that more. So yeah, look forward to that. 
So one phenomenon that has been particularly concerning is that of uh, Shinju uh, suicide pacts, which are formed among individuals, typically strangers, via internet forums and message boards. Uh, these pacts, which are popularly referred to as internet, internet group suicide, are formed with the intention of all individuals meeting to die by suicide at the same time, um, by the same method. So while the concept of the group of a group suicide has also uh, also has a historical presence in Japanese culture. Traditional sinju differs from the modern internet group suicide because it occurred among lovers or family or members uh, rather than among strangers. Um, another difference is that mutual consent from those who die by historical shinju was not required. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, yeah wow. <laughs> I, I, I think we should kill ourselves and you don't have a choice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, wow. Uh, so, in other words, certain forms of sinju might have been considered a murder-suicide in Western cultures, rather than a suicide. Um, an example of this type of sinju would be a mother killing her children and then killing herself. So, a Chris um, Benoit. A Chris Benoit. Yeah. A Chris Benoit. Overall, um, modern public concern about Japan's increasing suicide rate has tended to focus on suicide as a social issue rather than a public health concern, which is mm, okay. yeah. a bit of both, obviously, because if it's a leading cause of death, so, yeah. um, but there's still a massive stigma surrounding mental health care. Um, it, it still exists in Japan and there has been more emphasis on reforming social programs that contribute to economic stability like welfare rather than creating specific mental health services so it's fucked man. Mm. It, it's fucked they would much rather spend money on keeping people basically within the lifestyle they're Alive. accustomed to it yeah, yeah. as opposed to actually dealing with the mental health problems as yeah. a whole so it's mental i'm uh, going to be talking to you about samurai and seppuku in detail and this is going to be pretty heavy and pretty full-on but we we need this is information that people need to know so seppuku uh, which tra translates from japanese into cutting the belly as we've already referred to also is uh, harikiri which means abdomen or belly cutting is a form of japanese ritual suicide by disembowelment it was originally reserved for the samurai in their code of honor which for those playing at home is the bushudo um, which also practiced by other japanese people during the showa period particularly officers near the end of World War II, to restore honour for themselves or for their families. Uh, as a samurai practice, seppuku was uh, used voluntarily by samurai to die with honour, rather than fall into the hands of the enemies and likely be tortured. As a form of capital punishment for samurai, and, sorry, and also as a form of capital punishment for samurai who had committed serious offences, or performed uh, because they had brought, what? Or performed because they had brought sh shame to themselves. The ceremonial disembowelment, which was uh, usually part of a more elaborate ritual, was performed in front of spectators. Um, you wouldn't get any tickets from Ticketek for this thing. Uh, consisting <laughs> of, uh, is there of, a bar? Is yeah. there a bar? Can we, is there merch? Yeah, there's going to be. Have I, nuts? I survived my first uh, seppuku t-shirts. Um, consists of <laughs> plunging a short blade, traditionally a tanto, into the belly, which is a, um, and drawing the blade from left to right, slicing the belly open. And if the the cut was deep enough it can sever the descending aorta causing rapid death by blood loss well so, it's one thing the japanese did well well they did lots of things well but it was one yes. thing they did well it was that make blades it, oh, i was gonna i thought he was gonna say it was one thing they did well it was death and make cars <laughs> yeah. um, 
So the uh, just a brief history of seppuku for you. So it was first recorded. The first recorded act of seppuku was performed by Miyamoto no Yoramasa during the Battle of Yuji in eighteen sorry eleven eighty. Seppuku was used by warriors to avoid falling to enemy hands and to attenuate shame and avoid possible torture, as we've already discussed. Samurai could also be ordered by the dai uh, daimyo or feudal lords to carry out seppuku. So you're basically oh. your mayor could say you cut your belly you cut your belly you cut your belly yeah you should you should just like because like internet culture now would just like oh yeah just kill yourself yeah. but like this guy was like no no you you need to kill yourself uh what what can i not <laughs> can i not just kill yourself can i not just leave can i just move town no, no you kill do, yourself do it now oh okay <laughs> um and later disgraced warriors were sometimes allowed to carry out seppuku rather than being executed in the normal manner the most common form of seppuku for men was composed of cutting the abdomen. And when the samurai was finished, he stretched out his neck for an assistant to sever his spinal cord. Fuck, uh, that's... That, just on that, sorry, Dave. Yeah, man, no, no. It's, it, like, with disgraced warriors, were allowed to carry it out rather than be... Imagine that, Reg. Kill yourself or we'll kill you. Yeah. What? Oh, and what was the normal shit. way of getting executed? It was chopping your head off. So oh, if it was like the French did not bad with the guillotine, like I don't know if that was the options. I probably like I got I got a lot of belly to get through before you get to the guts. Mm. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know. man. I I don't know about the whole guillotine thing either. My I reckon you would I reckon you would see your head like you would see briefly you yeah. spinning spinning around very. Briefly. Oh no, I don't think no, it doesn't spin all the time. It depends. Like they they might line the basket with towels. Because well, it goes okay, into well, a little the, basket. You would. You, what I'm saying is, you would be alive for I reckon like, a good one or two seconds with your head missing from your body. Yeah. Yeah, but like no pain receptors. No. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Like, like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if I was given the choice to stab myself to fuck in the stomach or guillotine, oh, yeah. that's the only yeah. option. I'm, I'm thinking about guillotine. Like that's, yeah. that's what all I'm saying. Did you yeah. know that the guys, when they actually did uh, medical tests, or as much as they could do during the uh, French Revolution, that they slapped the face of the heads that were cut off, and the heads actually grimaced. So there was definitely, you said, uh, Chris, the, the, yeah. they can feel it still, um, but for a short period of time, they would, um, yeah, it could definitely. <laughs> that, that's shit. You just had your head cut off, and some guy slaps you. <laughs> Ultimate shame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bet they paid for that. Who wants to slap the guy's head? I'll do it. <laughs> Slap the head head, buddy. Um, it was the assistant's job to decapitate the samurai in one swing. Otherwise, it would bring great shame to the assistant's family. Assistant and then he'd and have to do it. Yeah. This is just the, yeah, the, the world record for samurais failing to cut heads off is 55 people. <laughs> 55 <laughs> just, people in a row do Harry Kiri. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Who cleans that up? Uh, that would be a, yeah, awful. The wolves. That's no spray and white would clean that out the carpet. Um. Those who did not belong to the samurai caste were never ex- ordered or expected to carry out seppuku. Uh, samurai generally could carry out the act with act only with permission. So, can I kill myself? No. Can I kill myself? No. Kill myself? All right then. Um, sometimes the damayo was called upon to perform seppuku as the basis of a peace agreement. So, what? if yeah, mm. so <laughs> the the feudal lord to seal a peace agreement had to kill himself to seal it so this weakened the defeated clan so that the resistance effectively ceased 
So hear me, watch me butcher this one. Uh, Toyo Tomi Hadiyoshi used the enemy's suicide in this way on several occasions, the most dramatic of which effectively ended the dynasty of the feudal lords. Now, oh, wow. um, this is a gold star warning in relation to this because this is pretty full on. Uh-oh. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, this is how it actually happened. The practice was not standardized until the 17th century. And in the 12th and 13th centuries, such uh, as with the seppuku of Minamoto no Yoramasa, the practice of uh, Kaishakun uh, basically means his second Kaishakunin yeah Kaishakunin hmm. had not so basically that, the, the practice of having an assistant had not emerged yet and thus the right was considered far more painful the defining characteristic with, the defining characteristic was either plunging a tachi longsword a uh, wakasashi oh. short sword or a tanto which is a knife into the gut and slicing the abdomen horizontally in the absence of a second, the samurai would then remove the blade and stab himself in the throat, or fall from a standing position with the blade positioned against his heart. Now that takes some fucking testicles to do that shit. Mm. So, like, because and don't in the movies and stuff they like they stab themselves and like move it from side to side, but then don't they twist it as well in yeah. like the films and shit? Yep. So is that wrong then? No. So what that's going to do is instead of having a straight cut which you can repair, having a twisted cut allows it to not basically be repairable so and also and also your guts is now spaghetti yeah pretty mm. much yeah mm. um is a bit of history for it during the edo period which is 1600 to 1867 carrying out seppuku came to involve a more came to involve a more detailed ritual this is usually for in front of spectators as i said before going through ticket tech for some tickets uh, as mm. if it was a planned seppuku as opposed to one performed on a battlefield the samurai was bathed and dressed in white robes and served his favorite uh, foods or a last meal, just like a normal execution in the States. When he'd finished, the knife and cloth were placed on a sambo or a table and given to the warrior. Now, I'll throw some pictures up, but basically it's a uh, blade that has a, a towel wrapped or a cloth wrapped around it so it doesn't go too deep. Um, and so you, hold, you actually hold the blade not by the hilt, but you hold the blade by the actual blade. Um, mm. And dressed ceremonially with his sword placed in front of him, and sometimes seated on a special seated on special clothes, the warrior would prepare his death by writing a poem. A I poem. would write the longest poem in the world. Yeah. He's still still writing. Like I can outlive I can outlive these fuckers. Like yeah. I can. <laughs> War and peace was written. Uh, yeah, normally, yeah, that's it. He would normally consume a more uh, an important ceremonial drink of sake, which is Japanese rice wine, and give his attendants a cup meant for sake. He would be dressed in a white kimono worn for death. And his uh, assistant standing by, he would open up his kimono, take up his knife, which was he held by his blade, as I said before, uh, as it wouldn't cut his hand, uh, and plunge it into his abdomen, making a left to right cut. The assistant would then perform a kai shaku, a cut in which the warrior was partially decapitated. Now, the manoeuvre uh, should be done in the manners. Okay, the manoeuvre should be done in the manners of Dai kai kubi or literally mean embraced head in which a slight band of flesh was left behind attaching the head to the body so it'd be hung as in front as if embraced so basically he's hugging his head wow. yeah it's mental um because of the precision necessary for such a maneuver the second or the assistant was a skilled swordsman and the principal and the assistant agreed in advance when the latter was to make his cut and usually the dai kubi or the 
embraced head would occur as soon as a dagger plunged into the abdomen. So when they were making that first cut, they don't s slice the entire thing away, but they would basically decapitate them immediately. Over time, the I guess that's yeah. I, I was gonna say, I guess that's kind of like like should we make this more humane? Because this is a bit fucked. Mm -hmm. Like some guys, some guys, it's taken too long to die. Like we should like. Yeah. You know, like, oh, fucking hell. I just yeah. can't comprehend this right no. now. So over it's time, just nuts. <laughs> over time, the process became so highly ritualized that as soon as the samurai reached for his blade, the assistant would strike. And eventually the blade even became unnecessary. And the samurai could reach for something symbolic like a fan. You know, he didn't want to grab a pen to finish his poem. Otherwise, the killing <coughs> would trigger the killing stroke from a second. That's that's better. That's a better mm, method. Yeah. Like you don't have to do it yourself. Yeah. It, be it became more of an execution as opposed to like a ritualized execution as opposed. But a, to... but an agreed an agreed yeah. execution. Yeah. Yeah. And the fan was uh, usually was likely used when the samurai was too old to use the blade or in situations where it was too dangerous to give him a weapon. Um, and if a defeated warrior had fought honorably as what well, and well, an opponent who wanted to salute his bravery bravery would volunteer to act as mm. a second. So you oh. make the opposition yeah. and yeah, basically that was a ritualized Yeah, ritualized su uh, suicide or ritualized execution, basically. Now I have a uh, little quote from Yamamoto Tasunitomo, Kokodimasu Hayo. Um, from the ages past, it has been considered an ill omen for by samurai to be requested as a kaishaku. The reason for this is that one gains no fame, even if the job is well done. Further, if one should blunder. It becomes a lifetime disgrace. In the practice of pastimes, there were instances when the head flew off. It was said that it was best to uh, cut, leaving a little skin remaining, so it did not fly off in the direction of the verifying officials. I wonder if that would get a better score from the officials if you actually landed <laughs> yeah, yeah. in front of them, yeah, like the, a diving cupboard. Oh yeah, so oh, so the um, like the verifying officials, like like judges, was like dead or not dead. Mm, yeah, like that's like, like, yeah. It's going to be a whether, yeah, whether they left the skin on or not. It's going to be whether they got a ten out of ten or a, a yeah. nine point five from Japan. It's a uh, yeah, yeah. It's but you'd want you'd want someone like good with a blade to do it. Like, imagine a guy turned up with a mace. Like, oh my Ugh. god, this god, oh, this is just gonna fucking. <laughs> he just, he just rocks work. up with a brick. This is my god. It took four hours. This, we all had to sit is, there. This is the closest samurai we could yeah, find. Yeah. This is uh, Billy Joe. <laughs> and the worst, the worst thing was, the worst thing is the bar always closes before the show starts, so yeah. we couldn't even go to the bar for snacks. And no intermission. Um, but that line, that line in there from that, um, uh, from that section you just read, it says that the, the reason for this is that no, this is sorry. The reason for this is that one gains no fame, even if the job is well done. Mm. But that's a big. That's a big contrast to the um like the hangmen of england because mm. those lads was like celebrities yeah you know like they you know they, they were they, they, we were watching these like you know murder documentaries and trials and stuff like that and you know you look at the likes of you know manson and gacy and bundy and mm. like they get all these women like in love with them with like pen pals and they're like you know it's weird, man. Oh I yeah, didn't um go on his forehead was that Bundy? Manson. Yeah. Oh Manson, yeah. Like he got like married yeah. like three times in prison, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Fucking it's like the notoriety. It's like so dude, yeah. people yeah. like these people raped and cannibalized children and like it's like I don't understand. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that so if you if if you are one of our listeners and you're feeling bad and if you don't have a partner, then don't fear. I'm not saying become a mass murderer or a hangman in England. However, there is hope for everybody. Become a samurai. Hmm. Um, become a samurai. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, like the, the hangman of England. today. Yeah. Click click. Become a samurai for only nine ninety five. Um, but yeah, like the hangmen of England, you know, that's a big contrast because they were like you know well revered in their in their trade and or their their skill set. You know, like they, like I think in some some occasions it was like, oh no, I want this hangman because he'll get the job done properly. Yeah, it's like, because uh, some of the some of the original ones were like fucking lobbing heads off left, right, and center when the trap yeah. door went down. Yeah, well, it's like um, you know Anne Boleyn, who was one of the yeah, wives of Henry VIII. She decided to pick instead of being an axe, which was the to get her head head chopped off. She decided to choose a sword, um, and the hangman or the executioner actually put hit her so hard with the uh, sword that it ends up basically embedding into the executioner's block. It was that. Um, so obviously he was good at what he did with the sword as opposed to an axe. Um, yeah, 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 it's crazy. But I, I, um, I, I honestly thought Anne Boleyn was beheaded by guillotine. No, don't they portray that? Don't they portray that in like historical dramas and stuff? Yeah, she was beheaded with a sword. Oh. She, her choice. Yeah. yeah. But I've yeah. Um, after all of our uh, wonderful uh, uh, chat today about suicide and Japanese forests, I found some fun facts. Um, in oh, the fun facts! Fun, fun facts! Fun facts about suicide and samurais in the 2017 revival in the final season of the animated series samurai jack are you guys familiar with samurai jack i, I know of it i've not watched it. i've not watched um, it yeah the protagonist is distressed over his many failures to accomplish to accomplish his quest as told in prior seasons and is then informed by a haunting samurai spirit that he has acted dishonorably by allowing many people to suffer and die from his failures and he must engage in seppuku to atone for them. This is a child's cartoon. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, I thought it was yeah, a kid's thing. It's a kid's cartoon. So I'm gonna try and find that. Um, at least the episode where he t- the samurai spirit tells him to top himself. Um, hey Samurai Jack, you fucked up, kill yourself. It pr- pretty much. Um I'm, then, fr- I'm a ghost. <laughs> and the next bit, <laughs> so which um there was a whole I found a whole lot of other type suicide methods of seppuku, which were basically various different forms of sh- basically forming shame on someone. But a super special form of seppuku in feudal times was known as kanshi or death of understanding, in which the retainer would commit suicide in protest of his lord's action. The retainer would make one deep uh, horizontal cut to his abdomen and then quickly bandage up the wound. After this, the person would then appear before his lord and give a speech in which he <laughs> announced the protest of his lord's action and then reveal his mortal wound. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, yeah. uh, solidifying him as the I got you suicide method. So it was... <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Hmm. Well, the, well, the ultimate... This is your fault. Pretty yeah, much. pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's... um No, so it was... Uh, a lot of there's a heap more information in relation to this, so go out and have a bit of a look yourselves. Um, a lot of stuff was from uh, Wikipedia. A lot of stuff was from stuff I've watched and books I've read in relation to this subject. So it, there's a lot of stuff out there, and it was quite interesting that it became a norm with the Japanese uh, subculture of the samurai, as well as the, um, which then I think led on to what we talked about with the Japanese suicide forest, where suicide in the Japanese culture became a norm as opposed to what it's deemed as in normal Western culture as a uh, as a massive, massive problem. So it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. 
Well, I think on behalf of myself and Goose Dave, that was absolutely fantastic research. And oh, it was a really good uh, thing for us to, uh, yeah, man. to produce this evening. Yeah, thanks for that. Anytime. Uh, yes. Anytime. We've got um, so I can say I can save my topic, which is kind of on the same lines for the next episode as well. Yeah. Once perfect. we're back, once we go back to normal a normal topic or a normal episode structure, um, yeah. I, on that um, uh, as a self-proclaimed um, amateur expert in uh, YouTube videos, there is quite a few documentaries on the Yokohara, um, including mm-hmm. uh, the Vice one, which was that was probably. A, one of the main ones I watched and there's a few others lying around there but the Yokihara was also the place that um, was it Jake or Logan Paul visited yeah it was yeah whichever, whichever one of those fucking idiots visited um, and found a dead body and then put it on the YouTube video yeah. and obviously everyone everyone lost their shit because he was a YouTube influencer however Vice in their documentary they found a dead body and they put it on YouTube so I don't know what the difference is <laughs> but you know well, I, I think know wasn't was... wasn't he like was he making Wasn't jokes he, about it or something? Yeah, or he was, yeah, he was making jokes, or he's laughing or something. Or yeah, but like he's 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 probably an individual that has never had to experience anything like that in society or in his life. It's yeah. probably a coping mechanism by his brain at that point, mm. you know. But yeah. also, he's he's probably like ourselves, in which his content might heavily be edited prior to <coughs> production or post production. <laughs> so yeah. therefore, he had a chance to. But he obviously thought that was acceptable to put on. Which, yeah. in fairness, mm. it was. But yeah, that's the the Yokihara is the uh, the forest that got him into a bit of trouble. And I don't, I think it's quite difficult to find the clip now because it got yeah. taken down. They got taken yeah, down for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. So. All right. There well, you look, go. I think that's episode fifteen wrapped. It's almost midnight, and we're um. Mm. Uh, we, we are doing this remotely again, so because obviously due to lockdown, and we've been about a month and a half since our last one. So this, this has been a, a good one. I've enjoyed yeah. having a bit of a yarn to you boys about a bit of everything. Yeah, tonight. it's been good. It's been good, and also the probably the more will be remote now because it'll take the boys about a month and a half to drive to my new house as well. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I have to get the passport. Yes. Check sorry guys, order. sorry guys. We we used to all live in the same place, but we no longer live in the same place. No. I think uh, I'll have to. I might have to apologize for my flatness tonight, but I think I've been up for forty hours now. So, and guess what we're doing after the podcast? Oh my god! Yeah, Conan, let's go and punch monkeys. I think Miyagi's on. So, oh, he's always on. He's never not on. I don't know how that guy survives. Yeah, I don't know either. In the words, we'll we'll find we'll finish with the words of the mighty Mister Miyagi. It's time for us to wax on and now wax off. Bye bye. That's all, folks.